Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering Casper, the live-action movie that came out in 1995. But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. All right, so I am doing the Republic of Tea Beauty Brain Tea. Um, it's got a lot. It's got orange peel, lemon balm, hibiscus, ginkgo, rose hips, bamboo, lion's mane, kiwi fruit, safflower, and blue spirulina. And uh, like supposedly it, it has like all of these to like help you focus better. And then the lemon balm, which is a recent ingredient I learned about, is supposed to help with like calmness and alertness. And I will say definitely recommend this tea if you don't want to have any caffeine and you still want to have like calmness and alertness. This this is a good tea. This is a good one. And I am drinking Republic of Tea's Daily Beauty Blueberry Lavender Tea. And it's got blue butterfly pea flower and blueberry, hibiscus, rosehip, bamboo, and shizandra berry. <laughs> and thank you to the Republic of Tea for... <laughs> Allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, for yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary, I feel like quite a few millennials will know this one, or 90s kids. Um, if they don't, they were living under a rock. <laughs> it's like, I lived under a rock and I saw this movie, so... <laughs> <laughs> a woman inherited an abandoned house from her father's death and is trying to find treasure hidden within it and meanwhile is struggling to get rid of some pesky ghosts and that causes them to call a ghost therapist to help them move on and Casper finally makes a friend. <laughs> so for entertainment... Some of this is nostalgia glasses, um, but I, I feel like I'm still being like pretty reasonable because it's been 15, maybe, oh God, maybe 20 years. <laughs> We're so old uh, since we've seen this movie. <laughs> Help. Um, so I feel like I, it's like, even though it isn't like a nostalgic movie for me, I'm not like, even as a kid, I wasn't obsessed with it. Like, I liked the movie. I thought it was really interesting, but I wasn't like, oh my God, I have to watch this movie over and over. There's like other movies that kind of took the place of that. So for entertainment, I am going to rate this a 7.5. Uh, I will say the villains stood out really well as like really strong like villain characters. Like the the back and forth and bantering that they had was really fun. Um I, I like some of the references that they did, like for Ghostbusters, and um, and they even had like a little cartoon clip that was from the Casper cartoon. 
And I I do like the comedy, like the calling the ghost like living impaired. That was that was funny. That made me chuckle. Um, and it, it did have it, it is one of those movies that snuck in some more adult humor. Yeah. Uh, but the adult humor I remember just went right over my head as a kid. Uh, but now as an adult, I can appreciate it a bit more. Um, and I don't know why. But this soundtrack is, like, one of the strongest parts of the movie. Like, it's so Mm -hmm. whimsical. And as a kid, I just, I mainly wanted to watch the movie because of, like, the different inventions and then the music. The music Mm -hmm. just, like, hit a part of my brain that was, like, that is gorgeous. Um, But, yeah, the, the the music fits really well with the movie. Definitely. I will say, and as a kid, I didn't notice this at all, but watching it as an adult, Casper is a little creepy. He's got some stalkerish tendencies when he's like, can I keep you? And (laughs) just like... Yeah, it seemed very sweet and endearing as a kid. Um, As an adult, not so much. (laughs) You're like, excuse me, Uh, sir. (laughs) I'd rather you didn't. Yeah, like... What do you mean, keep me? (laughs) What does that mean? Like, yeah. Uh, So that was a little bit creepy. Uh, And and it's like, you know, it'd be fine if it happened like once in the movie. But they literally call back to that scene whenever he turns like human temporarily. And he's then whispering as a little boy in her ear, can I keep you? I'm like, no, it got worse. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) Run. (laughs) Yeah. Like, please stop. (laughs) Please, Casper, can you quit? Uh, But I thought that the backstory they gave Casper was really interesting. It was sad. Like, this is like a sadder movie. I remember as a kid... Like, it, it wasn't, like, I mean, towards the end, it was more feel-good, but it did uh, make me, like, more upset. Because um, they, they, but they're, cause they're not afraid to, like, confront, like, death and talk about, like, sad things and losing, like, a parent um, and losing a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, the backstory and then his Casper's father being an inventor and was trying to find a way to bring back Casper. Like, I mean, it's a sad story, but also really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, whenever they show the inventions themselves, like, like I said, that was one of my favorite parts as a kid. And even now, I'm like, wow, like, the creativity I can really appreciate. Yeah. And I found it uh, interesting how they destroyed the villain. Uh, that was a fun little twist where she's like, ah, I'm a ghost. I finally got my treasure. And he's like, so what you're saying <laughs> is you don't have any unfinished business now. And she's like, my plan. I am perfect. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you tricked me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> And uh, I and like I kind of said before, I do like the fact that this movie isn't afraid to kind of sneak in like darker themes of like loss and um, how like life isn't always like happy go lucky. And you know, th- this wasn't. It's interesting because this movie kind of turned away from the cartoon a little bit. It wasn't so much. I mean, it was Casper trying to find a friend, but it was more than that. Like it was him trying to. Am I trying to say? It felt like he was almost coming to terms with his situation. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. he was okay being dead. Yeah. My only little 
The only problem I have with the movie, or more major problem, I should say, that I have with the movie is like the, I don't know how many of our listeners have seen like the original Casper cartoon, um, but I, I used to have a VHS that had like, uh, two VHSs actually that had six hours of like these old timey cartoons and Casper was some of them. And it was like Casper being like really sweet and trying really hard to like make a friend. Everyone's scared of him. But then like the, at the end of each episode, it resolved with like someone like, Oh, seeing him crying or seeing him have some sort of like human reaction. And they're like, Oh, he's not so bad. And then they befriend him. And then it's like a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I can understand taking that and putting it into like a live action movie is difficult to make it like a full movie length. Um, so, you know, they came up with this storyline, but at least for me, the storyline is just kind of random. It's like, it doesn't really fit into the Casper theme. Like to me, I almost think of this as like a separate, like, universe of Casper because it doesn't really fit like traditionally what was uh Casper and it's like even with um it's not canon yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like the following Casper movies like the one with uh Hilary Duff as like a I think she's like trying to be a witch it's been a long time since I've seen that movie I didn't even see that one um that one definitely seems if I like I said it's been 20 years since I've seen that movie but if I remember right it felt a little bit more like a Casper movie because it was more him trying to make a friend and, like, he makes friends with another oddball, which, I mean, I guess he technically did with this movie, but mm-hmm. they really focused on the storyline and the villains trying to find the treasure. And it's like, while the villains were interesting, it didn't seem like a... It's like the movie's called Casper, but it didn't really seem like a Casper-focused movie. It was more like the house itself. Yeah. Um, that it was focusing on. It, well, it's it was like, about Kat and her father more than Casper. Right, right. And the villains, like the villains mm-hmm. and then uh, Kat and her father were like very central and Casper was more like a side character. Um, so so that's the only thing that I felt like was a little bit of an odd choice for a live action movie that's literally called Casper. Yeah. Um, so that that's more of a nitpick. Um, it's like I feel like the very first like live action representing this character could have been stronger and maybe more like focused on him but besides that like there's a lot of uh besides the creepy stalkerish stuff um there's a lot going for this movie like like i said strong villains interesting backstory fun inventions great soundtrack so yep so i really 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 tried not to have (laughs) nostalgia influence the rating and because of that, I'm going to give it a 6.75. If I let nostalgia have its way, it would have been higher. Yeah, okay. If you let but nostalgia win, what would the rating If I been? let nostalgia win, it probably would have been closer to a 7.5. But objectively, and it has been a good long while since I've seen it. So it was almost, almost like watching it just for a first viewing. I was able to see it a lot more objectively. Um, It's a cute movie. It's fun. You know, it's it's definitely a family movie. 
Uh, it's not too scary. The ghosts themselves, I think there was like one scene that I did remember that kind of like startled me as a kid. And it was, it was when the, the uncle's, the dad was trying to go back and see Casper on his own. And he's like, I'm, I'm in the room. Can you handle that? And then the uncles go, can you? And had a, a scary face at him and freaked him out and made him faint. Yeah. That was really the only time that they really startled me. <laughs> yeah. So otherwise, it's it's a really tame, kid-friendly movie. Um, there's no blood that I can think of. There's no, no. gore. There's... They do talk about death, but it's not too heavy. Yeah, it's not like Lion King yeah. heavy where it's, it's like Mufasa dies. It is it's like... sad, especially hearing Casper talk about his death and what happened. Mm -hmm. But it's not, it, it feels a little more removed. Yeah, and so what's interesting for me as a kid is it wasn't so much Casper's death that bothered me. It was more the mother's because when you see her come back and, like, talk to the dad, mm -hmm. but then she has to go back, it's just, like, you can re-feel the loss. Oh, they had really good chemistry. For sure. For sure. And there was good chemistry between the dad and the daughter, too. Yes. Yeah. Very good actors. Yes. Like, they fit the roles very well. All of the actors. Which is funny because apparently Christina Ricci had recently shown her kid the movie and she hated it. She's like, she oh. hated her role in it. She's like, it's so cringy. I was so bad at it. <laughs> it's like, I mean. I didn't think she did that bad. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, an actor, like, critiquing their yeah. work. Like, mm -hmm. I can understand. I mean, but it's like, to I get be fair, it. the yeah, movie it is itself for sure. is kind of cringe. A little. It's yeah. a Casper it's, movie. I mean, it's a 90s movie, too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. 90s and kid movie. Oh, yeah. And you definitely feel the 90s impact in the school itself, like, in the classroom. Yeah. When so, she's introducing herself and all. Though, like, the CG isn't that bad. No, Like, it's the not. effects are, like, decent. It was better than Monster House. And it's, like, a 20-year <laughs> difference, if not more. It's like, yeah. Monster House, 10 why? 15-year difference, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it helps that, like, they're ghosts and they're based off of cartoon characters. Yeah. So I guess only I'm Casper. I'm sure it did. The other three ghosts yeah. actually aren't in the original Casper yeah, cartoon. I, and we'll get to that in the realism, too. But, like, I I didn't understand really the need for the uncles. Yeah. I guess because maybe they thought that Casper wasn't, he wasn't going to scare people off. Uh, which makes sense to where it's like the uncles were more, more like poltergeists. Yeah. And then he'd, like, run after the be and be like, guys, come back. But then you also saw him, like, scaring people anyways. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they were scared of him because he was a ghost. Right. Right. So I feel like they really weren't necessary. It was more of a let's help the movie along and add some comedy with it. But it's, again, they didn't really add much to it. Yeah. And plus, like, with the... Kind of expanded the storyline between like the dad and the uncles because it's like the dad really didn't talk to Casper. 
Not about, really. Like moving yeah. on. It mm-hmm. was really more. But it's like. He almost never talked to Casper. Yeah. But maybe it's because he didn't think that Casper was problematic. But it's like, yeah. obviously Casper has unfinished business if he's a ghost. Yeah, but he wasn't trying to, like, actively scare people away. Yeah. The other three were trying to get people out of the house. <laughs> yeah. But no, I that had definitely crossed my mind mm-hmm. on, like, well, why did they add these three yeah, ghosts? Yeah, it didn't make sense. And he called them uncles, but he never mentioned them when talking about his life. Yeah, I, I think it's just like a, a a term that he's used like in the afterlife, but I don't think they're actually blood related. Yeah. Then why are they there? Yeah, uh, yeah. That it, it's like Casper, hundred percent see why he's still there, but like the uncles, man, I'm like, should I? <laughs> I almost am like want to move this down to a seven point two five then for entertainment. Because there, there is a lot of movies got a movie. It's like you there's just have to lot, accept there's it. There's a lot of movies got a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. Casper does become more of a secondary character. And it's supposed to be about him. <laughs> yes. So it just felt a little weird yep. that he wasn't a bigger part of it. Yep. For sure. And there were a couple of creepy moments that seemed really sweet as a kid and they definitely <laughs> hit different now yeah so yeah 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 <laughs> so but it's all in all it's still a cute fun family movie um just it's a good intro yeah it's a good intro yeah just a, a, a few major Plot holes that you just, just have to just not think about. Things to accept. That's, yeah. <laughs> so for realism. <sighs> uh, <laughs> oh, so, so much. Oh, so, so much. The whole thing. Just I had. Chunk the whole thing. <laughs> originally rated God. this a 1.5, but. Oh. But. Thinking now about the uncles and why they're there and, like, what their unfinished business is, but why did they pick that house in the first place, I'm going to bump it down to a one. Um, So I I won't rehash the whole, like, uncles' unfinished business stuff uh, because we already talked about that. But... (laughs) But... And maybe... It's totally fair that maybe this is my mistake and I misheard, but I thought they said that the abandoned house was also condemned. They did at the very beginning. Okay. So it's like, why? She said it was this like crappy run down building. That's all he left me. And he's like, it was run down 20 years ago. Now it's condemned. Yeah. Yeah. Which first of all, like looking at the house and maybe it's more like underneath stuff, but it didn't really look that bad. No. Um, but it's like, if it truly is condemned, why would Kat's father be like, oh yeah, let's go ahead and not only stay at this house, but I'm going to have my daughter with me. Like, why wouldn't they stay at like a hotel that was like super close? And then like the father like goes to the house during the day. So that way, if something happens, his daughter isn't potentially in danger. Just that was too much like movies got movie because of mm-hmm. course Casper like has a crush on her and creating that whole thing. Yep. Um, 
and also would the, and this like just bugged me for for no like for no like good reason but whenever the students are like oh we need to find a place to have the halloween party they just decide that it's at her house i'm like first of all if the parents know that there's this old abandoned house i know as a parent i'd be like hell no you're not like going in there to party and then second it's not cat's house they would have to get the permission from Kerrigan, like the the actual owner, and and third, she would also have to have her dad's approval. Even if it, like all of that worked out, she'd still have to have her dad's approval. She did mention that he she asked him, and he she said, "Hit the roof, but I think it's going to be okay." But they never showed us her actually asking him. They just mention it in passing. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that is definitely a huge movie, Scott. You mean apart a from the fact that it's a school dance and they're yeah, okay like, with it having at it at a person's Yeah, that's house? a huge liability. They, they were going to have it at the school, but the gym was having oh, asbestos removed. Yeah, yeah. Which was going to take that's a couple right. more months. But they're just okay with having it at a kid's house? yeah. I don't care how big the house is. That's not... There's so many liability issues with that. They would have moved it to like a hotel conference room or something instead. Yeah. Like they do a lot of proms. Yeah. I... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like the school could have rented out a place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There. So there's a lot wrong with that. And it's like, why did there have to be a school dance? Like all of the little side stories that they come up in with this movie are like, why? (laughs) So many wise. Because it's 90s. Yeah. They had to have a dance. <laughs> there was um, a school. They had to have a dance. Yeah. But Kerrigan, her deciding that her only option to get the treasure is to become a ghost. It's hugely flawed. Really, really good. Oh, the, the tea? Yes. Yeah, isn't that it's great? really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, it's blueberry and lavender, but it's got more like depth to it it does it's so good and it doesn't even need like sugar or honey or anything it's naturally sweet and it's really really good i'm glad you like yes. it yes <laughs> yes i feel like this would be good iced too Ooh, that yeah yeah i have to try it that way <laughs> um but yeah kerrigan deciding to become a ghost as her option to get into the vault first of all that vault was pretty old and i understand that things nowadays aren't made like they used to be but it's still a super old vault there is uh if the house is condemned then i would assume that the vault had some sort of like it was degrading to some point i feel like it wouldn't be that terribly difficult to break into it or you could probably you know i would assume that there are situations where people like she did inherits places um, and you can't get into like certain safes or, or certain areas there. Ha- I would assume that you could probably hire someone that like is an expert in this, where it's like, okay, prove that you own the house. She had the proof that she owns the house and they'd be like, okay, sure. No problem. We'll broke, break open this vault for you. Uh, but it's like, she had a list of so many different options she could try. And maybe it was because she was desperate because the uncles were, or the poltergeists were finally out of the house. And she's like, this is my only chance. 
I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Was it was a time sensitive thing? Yeah, but it's just I don't know. I I feel like she had more options. She definitely had more options. She could have asked to meet with the dad outside of the house, like away from the uncles, and say, "Okay, whatever you did to get them out of the house before, I need you to do it again." Yeah, and plus keep them busy. I don't feel I maybe she is trying to keep it secretive because she didn't want to like have to like potentially like share the treasure with him. But I feel like if if she came to him and was like, okay, I inherited this house. There is something of great value to me in this house. I need you to distract them or whatever. He would be willing to do so. Like she was making it difficult for herself for no freaking reason. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, that was a huge movie's got a movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that was frustrating. Um, but I did like the the attorney. I think that was her attorney. Yes. Yeah, he he's yes. great. Um, and <laughs> and uh, Casper's death was more realistic because unfortunately, um, stuff like that happened at that time. Um, so. I'm sure they still happen nowadays, but they're less mm-hmm. frequent. We have much better health care. Because, yeah, the whole thing is he had been sledding and sled for so long that he ended up getting sick. And then he yeah, couldn't Yeah, he was recover. out in the cold too long. Yeah. And then he got sick. Yeah. I think it might have been pneumonia. That would make sense. Something. I'd assume, like, pneumonia. Yeah. Because um, it, it seems to take a little bit. Yeah. And also, the the biggest thing that hit me for realism was how the invention that Casper's father made work. Like, like okay, he's got this goobly goop in this jar that's supposed to, like, bring them back to life. But what about, where does the body come from? Do they spontaneously, like, regrow their body? I mean, it's not like they can use their old body or ha- it's like... I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, yeah. th- they deliberately showed scenes yep. where there's no body in the machine, yep. but they come out and have a body right yep. there. I, and you can't tell me it's the the pancake syrup that they use. <laughs> it's just... I know it's supposed to be like primordial goo kind of stuff, but No. Yeah, and it's almost like, you know, when you have a game over in those games where you can, like, still see your body, but you keep coming back to life and you just see piles of bodies. It's like, I feel like you could just have create one of those situations from this machine. It's like, where what happened? Like, where does the body come from? Because <laughs> it's like, even if, let's say, okay, it is primordial soup, and so you're creating life... But the life that it's creating isn't going to be yourselves. Like, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to, like, have all these things in place to have your exact cells. It's like, that's not how that works. I mean, it's not. I mean, you can't bring someone back from the dead. So it's not how it works in general. But, yeah, that that was my biggest question. I'm like, how, what, where does the body come from? I need to know. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, it kind of just, you know, punches conservation of mass in the face. Yes. Yes. But, you know. <laughs> but that's why I got. <laughs> I think a one is accurate. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> 
So kids breaking into and entering the abandoned condemned building rumored to be haunted. I feel like that's kind of accurate. Yeah. Um, Though they did look a bit young for it. (laughs) There were no signs, though, anywhere on the property about it being condemned. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they didn't really property, have any tape or anything, nothing. I don't think. They had a chain on the gate, and that was it. A gate that did nothing except to maybe block cars for a little while until someone moved it, because it didn't even look like there was a lock. <laughs> Dibs opened the gate with no trouble in a storm, like... That chain was um, living on a prayer. A <laughs> little bit, yeah. <laughs> Hanging on for dear life. <laughs> um, why do the ghosts only have four fingers? That was really funny. That was kind of like a joke that they brought up. It was like, oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd kill yeah. for a pinky. Why do you not have one? Yeah. And yeah. some, my husband made the case, well, maybe he got frostbite and he lost his pinkies. But that doesn't explain the three uncles. And Do you Kerrigan. Remember? Oh, Kerrigan also had only four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Every ghost in the movie only had four fingers. Why? Make it make sense. <laughs> also, um, when she says light and he takes out a lighter, a lighter is going to do F all to light a space like that. Oh, yeah. Also, they didn't really need a light because there was plenty of light coming through the windows. <laughs> It was bright enough to see everything just fine. Yeah. Yeah, as they say, I need a light. But I'm like, mm, this is a pretty Why? well set. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of ambient light. Um, guy with a twisted neck is still alive and able to talk just fine. This, Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, that's one thing I forgot to mention. Is there the are a lot of like slapstick moments oh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Um. Also, the Ghostbuster running out from something like that, he's faced a lot worse. Come on. <laughs> it was it was a funny cameo and callback to Ghostbusters, but no. <laughs> and the priest, I kind of figured that might have been like maybe an exorcist uh, re- reference. Is that it what was. you picked on? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they were trying to make a reference to the exorcist, even though he was supposed to be like a inexperienced priest. Because he said he had never done it before. But he'd studied it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, the place was condemned. And she even had a wrecking crew out there. But the house had electricity. That is very true. And then they had and running water, water too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And Dr. Harvey had supposedly helped others with ghost therapy problems. But he freaks out when he sees Casper. You know, honestly, I kind of picked up, and this was like a very subtle thing that I picked up on. I think he might have been BS. Like, I think he was like full of it. Yeah. And he had actually never done that before. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And he was like just telling people, he's going to these empty houses and just telling people, oh, everything's good. Every-. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the placebo effect where people are like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think who was that on the news that was saying that her husband, Harvey or not Harvey, um, I don't know what his name was, but he left smiling. Yeah. Like paid actor. 
Maybe. Yeah. So I, and I had never picked up on mm. that before, but watching it now, I did kind of get the inkling feeling that uh, they didn't, they don't really explicitly say it, but I feel like he was a con artist. Kind of. Yeah. Or he was, he believed in what he was doing. But giving but living people closure yeah, rather yes. than like actual dead people. He was still looking for ghosts. He just hadn't actually found one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, he was trying to find his wife. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, why are the uncles there? <laughs> what are the rules for these ghosts? Because it seems like it's just whatever's convenient for the movie. Like, they're ghosts, but he can get flattened by a box. As like Casper is solid enough to be able to cook, but mm-hmm. then when they eat, the food goes right through them. Yes. Yeah, it's just whatever's convenient. It's like, and why would they eat? And the uh, vacuum works on the uncles. And they can't get out of it, but they're ghosts and they're incorporeal. Yeah, they can go through walls and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But a vacuum gives them trouble. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My brain's like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, the place is condemned, but they're able to sleep there. Uh-huh. Um. Even, like, Kerrigan as a homeowner, it's like, that's a liability. It is. They could get sued. Huge liability. Um, Also, when Dr. Harvey freaks out at seeing Casper for the first time, he's shown running down the hallway a ways with his, like, carrying his daughter uh, before he leaves her in a closet. Yeah. And later it shows that that closet that he put her in was right by the staircase to the room that they were in. I didn't notice that. Make it make sense. <laughs> it's not the, the shining. Closet. This is not poltergeist. This is no, <laughs> no. Um, also, the light in the closet had worked when they first went in, but it doesn't when she tries it again. But is, I mean, the closet's bright enough for us to see everything just fine when it wasn't before. Ghosts can't hurt you is a phrase used multiple times in this movie. And Casper even said to Kat, he can't hurt her and she can't hurt him. And yet the entire movie is proving that false. Like the like with the, the priest. whole time. The priest, him dragging her out of the room and nearly dropping her off the balcony yes. and flying her over the town and the cape. To go to the lighthouse, her running into the wall when he tries to pull her through the wall, <laughs> and the the three uncles were about to try to kill the father. Yep, like they when had he weapons. turned gooey because he was drunk, <laughs> and yeah. then he ended up dying due to an accident instead. A really dumb. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Ghost Can't Hurt You precedes the entire movie to prove that false. Yeah. Lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> um, and the fact that they don't mention the, the invention, bringing ghosts back to life at all after they bring back the father. Like, it's not a big thing. It's, oh, we just had enough primordial soup for one to come back but this is fine um it's not like he was an inventor who kept a lot of notes or anything around 
or had a whole damn lab with all of his information there. Very true. Very that true. they could easily try to figure out what he was doing. Also, Casper was there when his dad was creating the invention the entire time. But sure, we can't replicate this at all. Or at least, you know, look into it. There was also another vial that had a little bit of the primordial ooze still in it. So they could have sent that to a lab to be tested and figured out what it was and how to replicate it. But sure. The whole contraption was also underwater. I don't know why. Didn't really seem that relevant. <laughs> yeah. But it was underwater in seawater. And the whole thing looked iron. So it was rusted all to hell and should have actually been more rusted and decaying. Like it, it should have not been able to work at all. Just saying. And the whole sequence of the up and atom machine. <laughs> not not practical no. at all. It's a no. Especially For the everyone that went through it. Yeah. For everyone that went through <laughs> it. Most of it didn't even really touch Kat. Like it didn't even come close to touching her. Yeah. But then a lot of the stuff was set higher. So it would actually... Um, mess with Dibs, who was sitting on Kerrigan's lap. But sure. Sure. Yeah. And we already talked about the school dance thing, which is just... <laughs> no. And why? Why did... I can't think of another word for her. Bitchy teen, ask the guy... To go ask her to be his date when they were just planning on breaking into the house a different yeah, way. Yeah, that was weird. To cause a prank. It's like, like it didn't called a make carry sense. Or something? Yeah, it's weird. It didn't make sense. <laughs> like, what was the plan there? What was the thinking? Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's what I got. Yep. Yeah, like... Overall, it as far as a kids movie goes, it was a it's fun a, kids. Movie. It, it's a very fun kids movie. It's something that both adults and kids, I feel like, will be able to enjoy. Um, it's not afraid to explore darker um, or sadder themes, um, though they did make some really weird choices between like Casper Cat. Uh, and the the storyline as a whole mm -hmm. and the different characters that they started to add. But I want to know who else was super satisfied when Kerrigan got bested and disappeared, went poof. Yeah. She was such a Karen. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She was so awful. <laughs> Yeah. Like she would, I feel like she was more awful watching it as an adult than I really understood as a kid. Yeah, she <laughs> she was a very terrible person. God, she was awful. But also she was not very smart. Just trash human. Yeah. yeah. Entitled trash human. Yep. yep. She said she sat by her dad's bedside holding his hand for two days, quote unquote, waiting for him to kick it. 
and expected that to entitle her to his money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he donated all of it to charity. All of it. So, thank you for joining us today and let us know what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie game or tea, you can leave us a comment or join our Discord server. And if you'd like to keep up to date with their content, you can find our link tree listed below. And if you'd like to support us monetarily, we have a Teespring and a PayPal available, or we have our affiliate link with Republic of Tea. It does not affect the price of the tea. It just allows us to continue to do what we love. And you can find all of the sites mentioned link below. But until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.